Welcome to What the Tech, brought to you by ProServIT, your go-to podcast for all things modern technology. And we're here to unravel the complexities and bring you insights into the tech world of modern work. We'll dive into the intricacies of teens calling. Whether you're a seasoned tech enthusiast or just stepping into the modern work landscape, get ready to explore the options for teams calling, understand the transition process, and gain clarity on licensing and conferencing features. It's your comprehensive guide to making the most out of Microsoft Teams for seamless communication. So buckle up tech enthusiasts, let's unravel the mysteries of Teams calling in this episode of What the Tech. I don't know where you guys are at in your journey with Microsoft Teams and exploring this voice solution. I've been part of a number of migrations over the last several years, so I've got pretty good handle on what's required to do this migration for small companies, even some larger ones we've done over the last year. Okay, so what I'll do is, again, what I want to try to do is I want to give you information on what is required to go to Microsoft Teams Voice. So a lot of questions I get, Related to this, it's twofold, really. There's really two options for you when you're moving into Microsoft Teams. So I think the biggest question like a customer asks now is that, is Microsoft Teams ready to be a, a phone system for my organization or your organization? And that is a, that's a very important question because, yes, Microsoft Teams is a full-fledged phone system, PBX solution. So it is designed in a way to replace your existing phone system. Want it to be that. However, people ask me, is it going to be, am I going to save money with this? I think that's the wrong question to ask. To be fair, Teams is not really designed. It's meant to be a collaboration tool. So really where Teams like really accept that it's used as a platform, right? So it's used to do collaboration, chatting, co-authoring and documents working as a group to, to work on projects or things like that. So the voice part of it is really more of an add-on that ties things together so that you can stay inside the platform and use it. It's a full platform, really. You can do audio conferencing. So now you can set up meetings through, through Outlook and use Teams to do your meetings with internal and external participants. So it just makes it, it just makes things a lot easier. If you're already using the Microsoft stack, for other services, adding on the voice component is really where it just makes sense. So I'd say that if you're already going to be making a commitment to Microsoft and using their services for other things, then using the team, then using the voice services should be a significant upgrade of what you have already used. It'll make things a lot easier. It's really good user experience. Okay. So if we're looking at moving into Microsoft Teams for calling, there's really two, two things to be aware of. One is that you can use Microsoft to become your, let's say, carrier in this case, or you can bring in a third-party carrier. So if we're talking about any carrier, now you can use Rogers or Bell or Telus to host your numbers. And a lot of times this makes a lot of sense for customers who already have contracts with these vendors and they like working with them. And so... There is a way now to integrate that carrier into Microsoft Teams. And so that service is called direct routing, excuse me. And more recently there, some of the carriers have adopted Operator Connect. That service allows you to integrate that carrier into Microsoft Teams and to do the routing back into their infrastructure 
to send and receive calls. So the Teams platform would still be the brains behind all of the route configurations for the telephony system, such as creating call queues or, or auto attendance. All the auto attendance functionality would be done in the Microsoft platform. And then from there, it would just be routed internally wherever it needs to go. And then if it needs to go outside to the PSTN, then it would go outside through the carrier or Microsoft if you choose to do that. A couple things to note there. One is that it gets confusing for customers. Is that if you are using Microsoft as your carrier, and so typically if you're a smaller company, let's say what I found out over the last several years is that if you're a smaller company under 50 users and it makes sense in most cases to do, to have Microsoft become your carrier. And I say that just mostly because of a cost benefit analysis that's been done. And that doesn't always work, but typically if you're under 50 users, it makes sense to use Microsoft calling plans. And I say is that if you use Microsoft as a carrier, you have to have a way to, to account for the minutes that you're going to using, going to be using throughout your user base. And Microsoft will require you to have a calling plan associated with each user account to augment the team's phone license that you're also required to have. So essentially, if you want Microsoft to be your carrier, you need a team's phone license and you need a team's call, a Microsoft calling plan. So those calling plans would typically be two or three available, one for 120 minutes or two, there's one for 3000 minutes per user per month. And then there's another one that is a mix of like domestic calling and international calling. And so they, I think they split it up by 2,400 and 600 minutes for international calling. So in Microsoft's world, the domestic calling means anywhere in North America. Whereas if you go and work with another carrier, you might only be limited to Canada-wide calling for whatever you negotiate with them. So if you're not using Microsoft as your carrier, then you have to negotiate with your other provider on whatever your plans are going to be. So if you do choose to go down that path and use a carrier, it's great. I have most of the customers that I talk to end up going down that path because typically they're more than 50 users. These customers are with the end user base. So they're typically looking at third-party carriers to, to be integrated into Microsoft Teams. And then from then, there's no need for a calling plan. You negotiate that rate with the carrier at that point. So I said a lot there, hoping that makes sense. Has anybody done this before? Has anybody gone through this experience with your organization? Again, I think the most important thing to, to think about here is, A, is this right for our organization? That's going to be something that you have to figure out, right? If you've made a commitment to Microsoft already, then it might be a good fit. Depending on what phone system you have today, there's also some consi some considerations. So I've seen so a lot of Avaya VX migrations. I've seen Ring Central migrations and some even some old Nortel migrations coming through. In most cases, the transition is pretty straightforward and pretty pretty seamless, if I'm honest. And really what we have to do is we have to go and look at what you're doing today from a calling perspective, do a bit of an assessment or discovery to understand what those auto attendants look like today and translate those into Microsoft Team because then eventually they'll have to be rebuilt. Oh, another question that comes up a lot is if I'm using extension dialing, which a lot of customers are, how does that 
translate it into Microsoft Teams. Honestly, Microsoft has actually moved away from extension dialing. So once you assign a user a license, they're automatically entitled to a, a DID from Microsoft at this point. So you get a DID. Now, again, if you're using a third-party carrier, then you'll need to procure a DID from them for that user. But again, that comes with your license cost for them. Extension calling is not really used anymore. There is a way to work around it in some cases, but it's not typically used. We usually try to tell customers that it's not really worth it to set it up for the most part. Because when you're using the Teams app, mostly you're just looking for a person by name. So then when you look for that person by name, you just can click on the button to call them directly at that point. So it's pretty, makes it a moot point. For if you've had a 1-800 number, those numbers cannot, can be ported over, no problem. And in most cases, I've only heard of one that where numbers can't be ported over. That was a carrier restriction for whatever reason. But in most cases, numbers can be ported over. Typically, depending on the carrier, that's all going to be up to them when that gets done. So what we do is we work with you, the carrier, to try to plan out what that porting process is going to look like. So if you want to bring all your numbers over, absolutely, they can come over. We just have to schedule that port request with the carrier. And typically that would be done during the day in, in most cases. So it's just a bit of a planning that goes around it. For conferencing, so if you've maybe one of the first things that that customers do is they'll typically enable the conferencing feature inside Teams just to get a just to get a feel for it and start using the service and get users used to using the service because then it's a very easy transition into using the calling features because now they're very comfortable with using it. So the audio conferencing feature is available for on a per user basis. And depending on your license SKU that you have at the moment inside the organization, audio conferencing may already be available to you. So I know that the enterprise licenses that Microsoft have, E1, E3, and E5, but they do come with audio conferencing already built into it, and it just needs to be enabled for the users. But for the other SKUs, it needs to be, it's basically an add-on for them. And so we usually try to tell folks that if anybody who needs access to be able to create and schedule meetings, would need that audio conferencing license. And sometimes, depending on who it is, they may or may not need it. So it comes down to analyzing what is your, what's my cost going to be per month to use this service and who needs access to it. The other thing I would say is for calling, oh yes, I wanted to point out that when we set up voice for, let's say, conference rooms, this is another thing that comes up quite a bit is that how is it going to work for conference rooms? It's going to be similar to what you have today. If you've got a, if you've got a boardroom set up today inside, now we just need to make sure that boardroom has a compatible Microsoft Teams device. So depending on if you want that boardroom to have a, a device, so a lot of times customers now are looking at doing audio and video sharing in a boardroom. So they need a Microsoft Teams compatible device. So. That's something that needs to be set up inside Teams as well as Microsoft Exchange. And that there's also a license associated with that, which is different than an end user license. So you can, we can set it up to be an incoming calls only used in the conference room, or it's possible to set it up to be able to dial out as well. So all of that is possible. There's even now, because it's Microsoft product, we can even set it up for Intune to be able to manage that device and depending on the device. Let's say you have a Microsoft, like a service hub 
for instance, and you're using that inside the boardroom. So we can actually manage that device from Windows Intune or Microsoft Intune and then update it and patch it like we do with any other workstation and apply policies to it that would, whatever suits your organization. Yeah, so we talked about some of these things here already as team suitable for your organization. Again, a very big point to make, teams calling requirements. We did touch on that. So the requirements are A, is that the customer or the user has to have a, a phone system license to use the service. And by that phone system license allows them to use, to dial out to the PSTN. And secondly, depending on your carrier, you have to have a way to account for those minutes that are being used. And that would be either through a calling plan or through the carrier. In this case, the carrier is going to charge you based on two things, typically. So since they're using SIP, which is Session Initiation Protocol, they're charging or basically using every incoming and outgoing call is going to be considered a SIP session. They're going to charge you based on how many sessions or concurrent calls are going to be are going to be going on at the same time. So that's typically a ratio of three, four, five, six to one, depending on the organization. And then they can be flexible with that as well. It's usually not, it usually hasn't been an issue from my point. If some of you may already be using SIP internally for your other voice system, so you're comfortable with this, but if you're not familiar with SIP versus the other PBX with maybe it's a PRI, et cetera, a little bit different, but essentially it's all basically voice over IP going forward from here. We talked about licensing. Licensing tends to be confusing for a lot of people. And I try to explain it for them as easy as possible. I think I've, I feel like I've done that, but again, please reach out if you have questions around licensing. I myself, I know for the most part with teams licensing, we also have other people inside our company who deal specifically with the licenses and end users. There was something else I wanted to point out. Oh. Yes, I wanted to mention with audio conferencing, there's something which is called communications credit. So let's say you have a toll-free number that you want to bring over or you just want to set up a toll-free number to be used as a conferencing solution. But one of the big questions we get is, how does Microsoft deal with that? And the answer is, it's communications credits. If you've got a 1-800 number, Microsoft requires you to add a basically a prepaid calling card is what it really is. So you basically prepay for a number of minutes based on the region that you're in. So let's say you're in Canada, you basically prepay, let's say $100 inside the tenant through that, through a credit card. And then when a number uses that 1-800 number to call into a conference, then it draws down from that, that $100. And once that's used up, you have the ability to either auto resale that or top it up or you can just do it manually and add as much on it as you want to. But that is definitely a requirement. There's only, and now there's no other way around it than to do. So once you get, once you establish Teams calling in your platform, so you'll have that added on once you apply the license to the user account. And so then that gives you these, the ability to see what your incoming and outgoing calls have been, right? Some contact groups, and then you have your dial pad here, which again, not often that you're using a dial pad. Most of the time, if you're on your computer, you're just copying and pasting a number in here and then hitting enter and dialing out. But here it shows your work number. And then you can go and add in on your, on your settings for your account. Let's zero my settings. So each user will then have the ability to go in and add. 
Yeah, so it shows you your, once you're, for your devices, your audio devices, speaker, and you can change that from your headsets. Most, co- most customers now are choosing to go full headset mode, but there's always going to be a need for handsets. And so Microsoft has, there are d- many devices out there that are compatible with Microsoft Teams from a handset perspective. There's a number of vendors. We can help you find a vendor, a suitable vendor, or suitable, device, suitable devices for your organization. We're partnered with some Jabra for one, Polycom. There's a number of, we don't really care necessarily which ones you choose. As long as it's Microsoft compatible, well, it should, it'll work. I wanted to show for calls what the, some of the options are. One of the nice things here about, obviously about Teams is that it allows me to be remote and wherever I want, I can dial in from my desktop here, which, or my laptop, which I'm using today, or I can work on my cell phone. So what the way I have it set up is that my phone is ringing my Teams app, but then I can set it up to ring my mobile phone as well here, which you see here is if unanswered, it goes directly to that mobile phone after 20 seconds. And so each user can go in and configure their voicemail from here separately. And there's a couple other features as well for them to use. But again, this is all available once you enable that Teams license for the end user account. Now there's, in addition to that, there with the audio conferencing feature, the users are able to go in and set up their own personal settings for their meetings, how they want to address meetings. So let's say if you want to have everybody muted by default, when they enter the meeting, you can set that on a per user basis. Or if you want to record calls, like we did here, we're recording this call for the moment. Now there's two ways to do that. That's another thing that probably should be mentioned here is call recordings, it started to become more of a big deal. And so Microsoft has basically two settings inside the tenant. One is that no calls recorded or all calls are recorded. So that's from the tenant level. Outside of the tenant level, each user can choose to record the call. And again, we've done that here. You can turn on transcripts so that it'll provide you a transcript of the call as well as the voice and video recording of it. And when those video recordings are completed from that particular call that you're on, it actually stores it in Microsoft OneDrive, but also Microsoft Stream. So Stream is plays back through Microsoft Stream from the office tenant, but they're not stored in OneDrive because there's more storage available from the user OneDrive account versus storing them all in the primary overarching tenant. Any questions for anybody? I've gone through quite a lot. And I don't know how, I don't know where you guys are at in in your journey or how much you are familiar with Teams. I want to help you guys get the most out of this time. Thank you guys again for joining. Yeah, I appreciate the time. And there you have it, folks. Another insightful episode of What the Tech, sponsored by ProServeIT. Today, we decoded the nuances of Teams calling, providing you with the tools to enhance your communication strategies. As we wrap up this episode, don't forget to tune in to our next one. Microsoft Teams, set yourself up for success with your Teams deployment. We'll be exploring tips and tricks to ensure a smooth and successful deployment of Microsoft Teams. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. Thank you for joining us today. Stay tech savvy, and we'll catch you in the next episode of What the Tech.